Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, a classic nerd. And I'm V, I'm your comic book nerd. What's up, guys? Fellas. Yes. Diz, I'm sorry. I keep, you know, I feel like more and more since, uh, you know, Ali has moved away, we, I keep, intro- I keep uh, you know, interrupting you're your intro. You're coming into your own. own. Yeah. You're- I'm calling. I'm- colonizing your your section of the podcast hey look. i do i do like though that your all your intros are the same fellas yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's very it's very classically v yo but look the last couple times he tried to do this there's been fucking mechanical issues on the podcast so i was trying to do it to reverse the luck one of the one of the side effects of colonialism is destruction of of the you know the current current systems right oh, so this is it's it's par for the course you know um and w- what i wanted to do when i colonialized you guys today is i wanted to introduce you guys to organic candles what right um organic it candles? is a gr- or organic candles, oh, candles you know candles. like I, you know and you know they have all sorts of scents like sandalwood and uh burberry that's a scent right burberry? um yeah all sorts of you know really cool stuff you can buy the organic you know, I do the sweatshop kids probably enjoy making them. I would God assume, damn it. you know, like there's what well, I can't trivialize sweatshop labor. Like I'm not, tr- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, I feel like I have to apologize more and more every time I'm on this. Yeah, damn man. Podcast. Usually like in the past, it's been me that crosses the line. Right. But you've been like taking that torch of line crossing and like, fuck it. I'm just going to toss this torch like 50 feet past the line. Like, in the past it, it, it's it's bad v it's i like bad. how you yeah i'm sorry metaphors. i don't know where you were going with that metaphor for a moment yes. so i i've uh i've yellowed past all recovery right so i mean Again, that's racist v <laughs> okay just tell us about the the candles god damn it so i have to tell you guys I'm okay I, you what know do you i mean organic candles like there i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna set organic this up. anyways i don't think I mean, so aren't they made of like paraffin and shit yeah, yeah. True, so like, like I, do we still use paraffin for our candles I know I do. Okay, oh, Ali. Okay. None, none, none of us, not all of us, have you know the bankroll to be able to buy beeswax candles and yeah, shit. Or candles I have a, a beeswax, I think. No, bro. no, no. no, no. There's, there's, there's some paraffin. You're right. You're right. There are. There are some paraffin. The scented candles are all paraffin. Yeah. Plus, the bees are dying, Ali. You shouldn't be spending money on those things. On beeswax candles. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me set this up because I, I realized the other day. So like, I started bartending again after a couple of years of not bartending, right? Like. I noticed I started listening to a lot more pop punk lately, oh, yeah. you know, like so I was listening to like a lot of the use and Fall Out Boy and everything. Right. And I've gotten to this weird kick of I just started trading MMA again, yeah. you know, and I realized I woke up the other day and went, holy shit. All of a sudden, like I literally just started doing shit I was doing in my 20s. Yeah. Um, and, now, you know, I'm in my 30s now. For whatever reason, I reverted 10 years back in time. Yeah, I was about to say, dude, you know, it's V's back in like 2007 right now apparently yeah like i went back to 2007 v for some reason right and i'm not exactly sure why um but you know one of the things that kind of came up the other day that i hadn't heard in a long time um along with all this other stuff is that you know the uh, these kids came up to me and like they were co-workers or you know co-workers kids and they had they put a catalog in my face and they tried to sell me these fucking scented candles right and the candles themselves are for like a school fundraiser mm. You know, so now it's like, you don't remember those things, right? Oh, like yeah, when, yeah, you know, yeah. when we were in elementary school, like we tried to sell like wrapping paper and like sausages and shit. I did remember you know, that. Like, I never you know. understood what the, okay, go on. I'll ask the question afterwards. Okay. 
you know, but and then eventually we went into middle school and then we had the magazine yes. subscription yeah, sales, right? Exactly. Um, and then we didn't realize at the time, though, but, you know, like, I mean, you want to talk, <laughs> that's the closest thing that Orange County white suburban kids could get to sweatshop labor in the sense that we weren't really getting paid to, yeah. like, do the 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 heavy work for these companies. Yeah. Uh, right. And um, I so I went and like, I you know, I went and I looked at that shit up and I realized that, like, I learned that the school really doesn't make like the school at the most makes like 50% of the money that's being spent. Yeah, it's all go- it goes um, elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, and on, t- on top of that, like they're literally pushing their kids out to sell these things yeah. and only taking 50% of the profit in while relying um, on the parents competitiveness to, to push it. Exactly. Uh, which, you know, I, I'm sure Ali, you've, uh, I mean, you, you probably uh, saw the inherent issue with it when we were 11, well, I'm- you know, I, <laughs> I just wanted the candy. Uh, did you remember like, you know. like like the difference? Because like in elementary school, you're right. It was wrapping paper, but then it was like a bunch of random like holiday Christmassy stuff. Yeah, I remember selling like winter sausages, yeah, right? It like it's like bizarre. Like we somehow are living in like a town in Germany or something, selling winter yeah. sausages. And then the magazines in middle school were different because you get an an award. Those little fuzzy things. What were those? Yeah, they were they were uh, weevils or we've, whatever, warm fuzzy. So like, yeah, what is they it? made yeah. up these like fake, like toy like things, really cheap. They were, just, they were cotton balls that were dyed a color with googly that's eyes. That's literally on. all they were. But then they gave them like different names, and everyone yeah. bought into it. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get like the JT or whatever. I don't know what they were called, but they had like stupid names. They were just little fluff balls that they put googly eyes on, but like they had like a hierarchy and like if you got this one and it meant like you sold this many magazines and whatnot. I remember because like my parents were the most unconvinced about that stuff because they're immigrants, right? It's like my parents were like, I don't know, we're not going to sell magazines. We hate magazines. When people come and sell magazines to us, we don't buy them, right? Like, you know, yeah, you go to yeah. dare salesmen's back in the day. They would even do this thing. It was like, you could oh, you could just subscribe for a month and then we'll cancel it. My mom would be like, no, I don't care. I don't care how yeah. many times you say yeah. free. I don't trust you. <laughs> Immigrants yeah. inherently don't trust that type of door-to-door salesman stuff. Uh, my parents were like that too. Yeah, even yeah. though more often than not, a lot of immigrants do door-to-door salesmen. Fun fact, that so, was my first job. Yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. Immigrant <laughs> families do a lot of that stuff, but they don't trust it inherently. So they didn't care about it. But then remember in high school, we also had it. It was uh, discount cards. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. The they, booster club yeah, stuff. Yeah, they had like this like Sam's Club card looking thing with all, the, all these different local restaurants and places that you would get a discount if you bought this stupid card. Um, and and people would be outside uh, the Ralphs <laughs> trying to sell yeah, those yeah. things, and you're sitting there and like, all right, so I get it. I get what Girl Scouts do it. They sell the cookies. Boy Scouts they sell the little chocolate things, right? The little chocolate bars. Yeah, they sell like uh, weird popcorn things. They do. They did the various yeah popcorn, the popcorn yeah. things. But it's like they, there's this weird like tradition of of having kids sell shit, which one is an indictment of a fucking education funding. Right? Like how desperate schools are that they sending out child laborers seriously <laughs> in the name of competition to raise money that even doesn't even raise that much money to be real but then yeah. too like it's also an like a weird cultural artifact like, should i explain that like if an alien arrived i've said this before right? like if an alien arrived tomorrow and you had to explain this system of where you send your kids out to sell shit that nobody wants 
in order, yeah. <laughs> in order to raise money <laughs> for education, right? Yeah. They just look at you and be like, what the fuck do you mean? You were yeah. out selling winter sausages <laughs> in yeah. Orange County, California. Yeah. <laughs> like you just, you said they, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. It's a bizarre problem. But we all went through. What did you sell in, in school, Diz? Um, we had chocolates and stuff. Um, so we had chocolates and then we had the wrapping paper like you guys did. Um, then there was like weird things like you would buy, like they had like a catalog of stuff that you could buy. So like, yeah, it was, yeah, we had that. Yeah. Like microscopes and shit in there. There was a school attempt also to sell cookies at one point. I remember that Mm -hmm. because the school's trying to get into the Girl Scouts, um, business. Oh yeah. But they were like knockoffs of the Girl Scouts, like the Samoas were called something else. Well, they're called yeah, probably something less offensive. They're not called yeah. Samoas here. They're now called, they've um, changed it. Yeah, I know they've changed the caramel it. Caramel delights. So back in the day, here, they were yeah. called Samoas, but then there was like the knockoff school version that oh, weren't yeah, we, called Samoas, yeah. but were Samoas. It's like they they tried to get into that, but like the Girl Scouts like monopolized, like like they elbowed out the schools or something. <laughs> it's like a yeah. turf warfare. We what if it was like Girl Scouts like came in with like a lead pipe and like fucked up the principal's office Actually, and like told him like yeah I'd you can't sell that. her I'd respect that yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. gangland tactics you know, you know? I, res- I totally respect it you don't mess with Girl Scout cookies man yeah don't we, mess with them. yeah that's true we sold um cookie dough like Otis Spunkmeyer cookie dough did you that really some, yeah we sold cookie dough um well you guys had fucking little fake ass dolls for your prizes we had like bikes and cool shit. No, no. So like those. Okay, so those cotton balls, right? So I remember, I remember this specifically, right? Because, and this is also an inherent issue with these things is that you know schools take time out of their day, out of you know out of the already the limited time that they have for education yeah. uh, to push these companies yeah. forward to do a presentation. It's, it's right? Bad enough when they teach you how to sell stupid shit. It's it's even worse when you have to tell people how to sell and then explain the fucking reward system. Yeah, so this guy, I remember specifically, I, I don't remember what it was like in elementary school, but in middle I school, there was, an alcoholic, yeah, there was an alcoholic-looking dude who wore a fishing hat or whatever, right? And he wore a tie, and he would talk about how you would get a certain amount of these damn weevils every time you would uh, sell a magazine subscription, and then you would, uh, and then weevils love to eat candy. So, you know, every day of the fundraising thing, you would get, like, fun-sized candy for the weevils, and then if you sold a certain dollar amount... You can get like a computer or like a bike or some other shit that no one. Ever but the got weevils to. had hierarchies. Yeah, so like the yeah, there basic, were specific yeah, ones. So like you sold a certain number, you could get like a certain number of weevils. But if you sold like a big number, then you get a special weevil, which was like yellow or some shit, right? It's like, it's like yeah, and yeah, yellow Asian. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like there's like different like not so like if you think about it first they've gotten you they've got you caught up in child labor as we called it right mm-hmm. then they're sitting there taking time out of education and then somehow there's like fictional racism where they've created a class and race system in the weevils just like the red yeah. one is like superior to the yellow one and like yeah. two of the yellows are worth like six of the reds it's like they've created a whole fucked up colorist you know classes system that you're teaching seventh graders and then they're of course they're showing off based off of you know the, the inherent problem has always been like there's a classist component to the selling of it too right it's like people who yeah. came from wealthy or middle class backgrounds they sold a lot because their fucking family bought it yeah right the yeah, rich uncle yeah. was like all right fine i'll take 10 of those fucking magazines and none of the magazines were like worth shit right they weren't like real good magazines either 
like magazines to nothing and nowhere, right? Yeah, you had knockoff illustrations. Exactly, but your uncle would buy that shit, or your cousin, or you know, your aunt, or someone. Your wealthy family members would chip in to make sure that little fucking Johnny won first place and got the and got the uh, white supremacist weevil, right, or whatever it was, like the <laughs> the Grand Wizard Weevil. <laughs> oh jeez! It's like oh. Fa- the family would band together in order to to ensure the honor of little, little Johnny or whatnot. But if you came from a poor working class family, you couldn't just go, "Hey, Dad, could you buy fifteen of these magazines?" Hey, Uncle Todd, can you buy a hundred of these? You had to actually genuinely go out and sell and hassle. So it always ended up that the people who won the most were actually already rich as fuck. They didn't need the bike or the or the computer or whatnot because their uncle could buy it for them or their dad could buy it for them. So there was already like an inherent like classist component, uh, or, you know, or disparity to the selling shit. And then you mm-hmm. add on like fictional disparity with the weevils, and you just you lose, you lose all sense of reality at this point. I hated it. I hated it. The little fuck boys with their damn cotton balls getting all the candy and the bikes and the bikes. Unbelievable. Yo, I never the, tried the candy and the bike. Yeah. See, yeah. I made the mistake when I was in kindergarten because like I didn't know any better. And they were all like, you know, they gave me all the stuff that I was supposed to give to people. And it was a bunch of candy. You don't give a five year old a fucking big bag of candy. I ate all that shit. Yeah. Right, uh, and then my my parents had to pay it all back to the people. I remember, that... I remember telling my mom like, "Hey, mom, can you buy at least one?" My mom's like, "I'm not gonna buy that candy." It's, she's like, "This is more expensive chocolate than you could get at the at the grocery store." And she was right. It's like a generic yeah, yeah. chocolate bar, like it was a generic C's bar at one point, I think, that mm-hmm. we sold, and they, they were worth for whatever reason they were like charging like double the amount of regular C's bars. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. The hell? Who's gonna buy this? Rich people are gonna buy this. My mom looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, "I'm not gonna buy that shit." Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So after kindergarten, I stopped selling that shit because I didn't trust myself. I'd have ate all of it, <laughs> which is surprising because you're, you know, you're actually a really good salesman. <laughs> so like, you're actually really yeah, talented. You would, th- you would think you, you've got to understand that there's a hierarchy of Maslow's needs in in in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in Diz, which is yeah, like the reverse right. of normal people. Like normal yeah. people work their way up to get their basic needs met, right? Then they find like their their emotional needs and security, and then they reach self actualization. For Diz, it's laziness first. Yes, <laughs> above all, and then the the ego of being a good salesman. Like he's a good salesman as long as it doesn't involve too much effort. If it involves too much effort, you, yeah, he's not yeah. gonna fucking do it. So fun fact: door to door sales. When I did that shit, so I'd work four days a week. Yeah. Two days of the week, I'd sit in my buddy's car and we'd just See? smoke cigarettes and listen to music. See? And then and the other two days, I'd go out and destroy everybody. Dude, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write my thesis on Diz's hierarchy of needs. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sell millions of that those books. Yeah, man. <laughs> just on your psychology alone. Listen, man, Virginia, Virginia is a terrible place to to go door to door salesman. Okay? No, in, in fairness, that's true. Also, that is true. It is not a place that you'd want to be a door to door salesman. But then in high school, I think they got rid of all of it, and it was just the card, right? We didn't have anything else, did we? Yeah, they didn't. Like, I don't think they did. Um, they didn't do any type of like fundraising specifically. So, so like at least that, Miguel was than, like, wealthy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was. But we also like the booster club stuff. We did that. Yeah. Incidentally, though, you know those I. You know, one day, you know, I was an ASB, so I was part of student government. Mm-hmm. I was trying to infiltrate it to destroy it from no, within. You, you, were, and, you, you uh, sold yourself out that's to the true. man. What does ASB I did stand for? Associated Student, student, student Body, body yeah. I think. Uh, ours is called SGA. What is that? Student Government? Student, student Government Association. Okay. See, SGA sounds like a Northern Ireland terrorist yeah, group, but that's neither here nor there. Um, 
you know so yeah uh i, I found those i actually found those discount cards like they were like run, thrown in a random box like somewhere in storage hand them so i took them all and i get yeah i, knew it. I, them, I took them all i handed them all I out yeah, I, so. I, could, I knew exactly where this store was going because i know you I, of course he did it's me <laughs> but again like at least in the was relatively wealthy but where they did uh really kind of hammer it was because of the funding was the testing so they were yeah, really yeah. big on like make sure you're scoring like and we in our uh, i was just telling my students this the other day i was like we were uh we were the first to deal with the exit exams and we were uh, just we yeah. were so bad that they went you know we're just gonna skip this year <laughs> they did. They did. They, they said we were going to be the first the first year to have to pass the high school exit exam, but our high school exit exam scores were so universally bad that they said, they literally so said royally. that year it doesn't count. We'll start next year. Yeah. We'll start the year after. That's how bad yeah. our year was. Um, Cassies, right? Is what they called them here? Yeah, yeah, Cassies. Someone wrote the high school exit exam on the Wikipedia for like, I think like <laughs> a year and a half before someone corrected yeah. it. Um, which is a testament. Again, you can tell which year did that. Um, uh, so, uh, but I do remember that there were other tests. We had the star test, right? And there was like something else. Mm-hmm. And it was like all, all of our school funding was wrapped up in that. Or at least our prestige was in to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they were, I mean, we were we were dead into the reign of error of George W. Bush, yeah, yeah, too. Was, so like that was yeah, we were into like yeah. the the Common Core, we were into all that stuff. No child left no behind. No child left shit. behind. Yeah, all of that shit. And I remember because like they did incentivize those. So if you did really well, they would give you like a gift certificate for somewhere. Because I remember I got him one year. I got a Mimi's Cafe, which is like really like. Holy shit, right? Like they gave you like the worst type of food possible. But Mimi's Cafe had bomb ass those little puddings with the with the with the uh, Oreos ground up on top, and then like oh, a cup gummy of dirt. worm. So like yeah, cup of dirt. That shit was great. Right? As you were your high school kid, like, fuck that. Yeah, it's pure sugar. So <laughs> they had that, and then there was another time I got a Carl's Junior uh, gift certificate and one for In and Out. But they did uh. incentivize those. But like then you sat there and you thought about it, like wait a minute, I fucking spent took hours taking this dumbass test for a $5 for a burger and French fries. Like you gotta be mm-hmm. fucking kidding me. But yeah. they did. That yeah. was, the I literally way. worked at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks it was, and I worked at Starbucks like 12 hours a week. And I made, I made enough money to get more exactly. than that, you know, <laughs> but that was their way of incentivizing it. And it didn't work. I think there was like five of us that took that fucking exam. Seriously. The nerd, the nerds, the competitive people, but like every, nobody else did. No ordinary kid actually took the star exam. Seriously, I know they didn't because I peeked over at one of my classmates and he was fucking making patterns out of the, out yeah. of the bubbles. Yeah, because you weren't graded yeah. on that shit. I remember that because we had that in Virginia too. They called no. it the Virginia Standard of Learning. So that yes, SOL, yes, yes. right? And like, I remember that you take it in third grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, and then seventh grade on every year right and it was like you do this because if you don't then we lose funding at our school and i remember like the first few years that like i took it i was super competitive i wanted to be the best in the class at it right so like you know like if i didn't get number one or number two i'd be pissed and then once i got to like seventh and eighth grade then that's when the laziness hit and i'm like i'm like fuck this dude i'm not getting graded on this laziness came with puberty yeah, so it was just C, 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 and then I fell asleep for the rest of the test. Well, here's the, here's the worst part about this. Like, So first of all, there's no real incentive to do well, right? Which again tells you how bad our system is, is that if that we're thinking in terms of incentive, right? In terms of grades. Grades is a bad idea. 
right? The older I get and the more I teach, the more I hate grades. The more I'm like, this is a bad fucking system, right? I much prefer qualitative assessment. At the end of the year, first of all, if we have enough, if we keep our class sizes small, we can do that. At the end of the year, I sit down with the student, we have a conversation, and together we write a paragraph to paragraph report. This is how good he looked. It's good. This is areas of improvement. None of this like grade business, right? Like I, I don't, I don't think it's a good in high idea. school or college, a college level. Yeah, and I think also, huh. I think you could do that in high school and middle school too. It's not that difficult to do. I, I don't like the idea of grades. I think it's a, it's a mistake. That said, there's a damage there in terms in regards to the incentive. Students need to get grades in order to do well. But then it then the it, the standardized test reoriented the way we did education because. Do you remember this, V? They would have periods in English dedicated on how to take standardized tests. Those like they had oh, the yeah, Kaplan yeah. books. You remember them? Where we would spend like yeah, weeks yeah. on end preparing. You're not learning material in that week. Like they weren't teaching you vocab. They weren't teaching you spelling. They were literally teaching you how to game a standardized test. This is how you do a process of elimination. This is how if this like literally they were teaching you test taking. So they took time away from which we could be reading world literature, where we could be expanding our vocab, where we could be honing our spelling skills, all of that to teach us how to to test well. Think about just actually think about how fucked up of an education system that is. That that's the focus for weeks on end. We're gonna spend time away from actual education and teach you how to game the metrics of education. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, just, it's so, it's ridiculous, man. It's like, if you're, I mean, even then, like the, them teaching you test taking, you know, for a test that you're never going to do outside of just what's for funding yeah. is just, com- is, it's completely asinine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. A, oh, never choose E. It's never E. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> was like you literally, they, they had a whole booklet that, taught you how to do this how to take this exam so that you could score just a little bit higher i hated that i remember seeing that was one of the things i always did well because i like doing well but mm-hmm. i remember seeing yeah. that like and i was like i fucking hate this i'm like we could be reading we could be do so many other things and here we are it was not only the most boring subject but two yeah. it hurt the subject i enjoyed english yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. You're over here hating on things, man. They're going to fucking censor us now. This, the Board of Education is going to come after us. The Board of Education probably hates my guts as it is. Let's be real. <laughs> We're going to get this That's podcast true. banned <laughs> at schools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, it, might, it might as well be Saudi Arabia, Lee, the way that, it, that you're going to be. You've been talking badly listen, about listen, it. Mean authoritarian you know? governments don't get along. <laughs> That's true. Honestly, though, is there anything more authoritarian than the edu- education yeah, board, yeah, though, no. or like AP? No, like no, Totally. Through and through. Through and through. Through and through. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, honestly, though, it's like, I mean, I feel like everywhere that we go, though, you know, you always have to kind of fight this kind of concept yeah. of an authoritarian regime. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, even even in our own entertainment now, you know, um, and it, it sucks because I would, you know, I, I'm kind of kicking myself in the face here because the fact that I have to admit that TikTok is considered entertainment for anybody. <laughs> Dude, I had yeah, a listen, coworker listen. try to tell me to download it. I was like, hell no, I'm not downloading yeah, no, that I shit. I refuse to download it, but I will say that for all the shit we talk about TikTok, the kids are all right on it, right? Like, yeah. They do some good yeah. stuff, and they're creative as fuck. And as much as Zoomers annoy me sometimes, I do love how fucking amazingly creative they are. Wait, what did you call them? They're called Zoomers. Have you never Zoomers. heard of Gen Z? It's uh, sometimes called Zoomers. 
rather than boomers. <laughs> it's You've never heard this before. No, well, I'm, I'm happy. Actually, actually, you actually should teach. I could teach you something here yeah, this is the first in pop culture. Sometimes yeah. when people they they're called zoomers for two reasons: one, because of uh, Generation Z, and two, the boomer uh, rhyming, but also because of doom, because they tend to be doom and gloom. Right? This is the yeah, end yeah, yeah, that's true. Zoomers. I've seen that shit. All these fucking Twitter hey. people are going nuts. Yeah, yeah. All right. But go on, V. TikTok. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I can't get behind TikTok. I can't. I tried, right? But I, I always find that most of them pretty cringy, right? But this one TikTok specifically, um, this girl named Feroza Aziz. Feroza. Right? Fero- I see. I can't Did pronounce it. The, Feroza. for uh, turquoise. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Feroza. Okay. So it's like Fair and Rosa put together. Yeah. Um, you know, she actually did some pretty cool videos, right? Uh, you know, and it's not it's not as cool as, you know, lip syncing, uh, you know, lip syncing some random song while while dancing and doing some stupid shit in your bathroom. It's, uh, you know, something a little bit more crazy. See, now I, the problem is my my eyelashes need a little bit of work. <laughs> right? Admittedly. OK, like I've been having issues. I tried threading for a while. Didn't fucking you work. Thread right? your eyelashes. Per- thread your eyebrows. Yeah, that's all. Well, see, now that's why it's all like, well, no one realized my eyes were swollen on account of the fact that I'm Asian. I kind of look that way no matter what. Eyelashes, you'd be like causing irreparable damage to your eyes. See, now that's like the thing is the Persian lady that I paid didn't tell me that. So like I had no idea. (laughs) Right. Fucking prick. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, So uh, so I'm watching this, uh, you know, this I make a tutorial by this by this this TikToker, and uh, you know she starts. It's really good, and then all of a she's sudden, she's talking about you know, how to curl your eyelashes. Yes, curling the eyelashes, right? And I'm sitting there trying to curl it, right? I don't I don't actually have a curler, so I was using a pair of scissors. Um, but and then she broke into this thing where she started talking about you know the treatment. Uh, is it the Uyghurs? Yeah, is that Uyghur, what it, is that Uyghur, how they pronounce? Yeah, the the Uyghur Muslims, and the, you know they're um. They're under Chinese under Chinese territory, I'm assuming, and they've been uh, simply, uh, oppressed, yeah. you know, some of the worst oppressions that I've ever heard of in my life, um, you know, being committed by the Chinese government. And, you know, she's basically using this platform of TikTok and hiding it under the guise of, you know, I make a tutorial yes. stuff to talk about, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, the the oppression and, you know, just the genocide of, you know, of these uh, displaced people. You know, and, and it went viral. Um, it went viral. It went viral. It went huge, right? And then the next thing you know, her account got suspended for yeah. a month by TikTok. Um, you know, and that obviously, you know, just like with anything, you know, the the suspension of the account also kind of went viral because people are kind of going now. You know, the TikTok by Chinese company as the original. Yeah, not even nearly as viral as the original. But essentially, a lot of people are accusing the company, which is owned by you know china by a chinese conglomerate um as you know as being you know pro-chinese government and her them suspending her because of that uh but she's actually but the company itself kind of gave the canned response and said that the reason why they suspended her is because on a different account so not the one that she's on now um she had posted something about osama bin laden and she had violated the ter- their terms of okay. service and that's why they suspended Pure her. bullshit uh, TikTok yeah. USA was brought before the Congress where they said, oh, we don't censor anyone and we don't take any type of thing from China. Whereas we've seen consistently that any conversation of Hong Kong, any criticism of China and any mention of the Uyghur Muslims who are facing cultural genocide is immediately censored by TikTok. 
Not only yeah. that, but the TikTok has went even so far as for a while there was a trend on uh, TikTok about Peppa Pig. Peppa, yeah, yeah, what are yeah. You, like what are you doing? And it was just finding Peppa Pig in whatever random place, and then going, Peppa, what are you doing? Like, whatever, very innocuous, yeah. but it was interpreted as maybe being a an attempt at um, revolution in China. It was believed to be uh, the threats of revolution, and so they banned Peppa Pig yeah, in China and Chinese TikTok. We've seen holy shit, really. Yeah, and so now, now crazy. it's clear. As much as we're talking all this shit about TikTok, this isn't unique to TikTok. We've seen yeah. that uh, Netflix kowtowed to uh, Saudi Arabia uh, when it banned uh, the episode of Hassan Minhaj's critique of Saudi Arabia. We know that Facebook has met Mark Zuckerberg has met several times and taken out to dinner right wing, hard right nationalists in the United States. We mm-hmm. know that uh, Twitter has done the exact same thing, that the, and YouTube as well, that they have met with the worst kind of groups and platformed them and uh, assured them that they would be protected. So we know that they will either work to suppress any criticism of big government, big tech, and simultaneously oh, yeah. work for the kind of the worst and ugliest within society using the language of free speech. But what's interesting about TikTok is, is a couple things. First, the reason she starts off with the uh, eyelash curler, which I the first time I ever saw one of those was from my high school girlfriend, my high school ex. I remember seeing, like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a torture device. Like something <laughs> mm-hmm. you put your finger in. Or you're like, 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 what is that? And it was terrifying to me, but that's neither here nor there. But the reason she's doing that is because TikTok is believed to have the most advanced algorithm of any of the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And what TikTok does is it its algorithm scores through and is able to pick up in the same way that YouTube is able to kind of catch copyrighted songs. So one of the things that uh, YouTube has is, is an algorithm that picks up copyrighted songs. You don't have to report the copyright. It will automatically do it. Click really quickly. It's like a Shazam, but suppression, right? Um, mm-hmm. And TikTok has the same thing. But by by bookending her language or speech, the beginning talking about curling and the end talking about makeup or whatever, she's able to kind of work around the algorithm. So someone had to have reported her or something had to have happened for her to get caught. So this is a very clever way for her to go around the algorithm uh, by using something innocuous like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to curl your eyelashes. Oh, by the way, the Uyghurs have been you know, facing cultural genocide. Now, mind you, this happens within a particular context. At the same time that this has happened, we have have cables that were leaked from China, uh, a shit ton of documents that, uh, that showed us the inner workings of these concentration camps. There's been a ramp up from the UN that's looking at these satellite images of these concentration camps. The evidence is overwhelming, both from within China, leaked documents, interviews with Uyghurs, uh, international photos of real, actual suppression, uh, detention and 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 f- fundamentally ethnic cleansing of the Uyghur Muslims. We've seen mm-hmm. so this is happening all at the same time. All this information is coming while big tech is working hand and foot in order to suppress any information that goes out there. And that's that we're living in this kind of weird moment in which these platforms are the ways that we communicate and send message and, and messages and information out there. They've become so integral to our lives. Like TikTok's not that old, but so many of these generation, younger generation have TikTok that now news sites are using TikTok. 
BBC has a TikTok. Uh, Washington Post has a TikTok. Several presidents have been on TikTok or presidential candidates. But at the same time that we're, we're seeing that how, how much they become ingrained into our lives, we're also having, this face, having to face the stark reality that those very same platforms are being used against us to suppress speech, to control speech, to regulate information. And that is dangerous. Yeah, they they did. Um, they've been talking about that on like this season of Silicon Valley, where they had um, like the guys from Pied Piper go and like talk to Congress and stuff, and like then one of the characters made up this thing called Tethics, where it's like tech ethics, like even though it's like super hypocritical. But like this isn't the first time, nor will it be the last time China's pulled some shit like this. Like we we did an episode um a few weeks ago or maybe like a month ago talking about how. They forced um, a general manager of the NBA to like apologize for talking about Hong Kong. Yeah, they did the whole thing with Blizzard or how they uh, they forced like Apple to take down uh, HK.live or whatever, like or HK.map, where it was like a map that they were using for for protests in um, in Hong Kong. But like they're doing that stuff here in the US as well. Right. So um, I don't know how. So I'm. I, I work in an industry where like apps and stuff are prevalent. So I see WeChat all the time, right? I don't know how like prevalent WeChat is for your guys' lives, but I, like I see it all the time. And like I have coworkers who use it, you know, because they're, they're uh, immigrants from China and it's, it's a huge app. Like every, every Chinese person that I've met has WeChat, right? Um, or if you're in China, they have Weixin, which is the Chinese version of it. But if you put a number outside of the Chinese area codes or country code, they give you a WeChat account instead of a Weixin account, but it works cross-platform. Um, but they had a guy named uh, Bin Shi, uh, who's a uh, security analyst from, or sorry, he's a security analyst um, at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston. So he was on his WeChat group talking to some of his friends and he just, pointed out that the pro-China candidate in Hong Kong lost. Yeah. And from that, he got his WeChat account banned wow. here in the US. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so it's like, he's like, dude, like, I don't even live in China anymore, but I feel like I'm being watched by the Chinese government. And in China, like, you can't do anything without, like, WeChat or WeChat. Like, yeah. it's... Like it's I message how- here. No, but it's 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 more than that because like you know you, you pay for stuff through yeah. that like it's more it's, ingrained. It's, yeah, it's more ingrained. Like every f- cell phone out there has it. Like, it's is, in- that's the thing here, right? It's like so. There's two things. First is there the glo- the effects of globalization that we're so interconnected now that on one hand it's great, we're closer than ever before, we're communicating in ways that we never imagined, right? I mean, when we inv- mm-hmm. when we had the telegram. So it's like we're like, oh, shit, right? But on the other hand, it now means that those authoritarian forces are able to work outside their traditional limitations. The Chinese government is able to affect Americans. Um, uh, Feroza is not a Chinese. She's in China. She's in America. She's from the Bay Area, and she's her her account was stopped because of the Chinese, right? Like, so there's there the, there's the unintended consequence, if you will, or perhaps the intended consequence of this kind of global connection. Now is that now these powerful forces are able to work outside their boundaries, and again, this isn't unique to China. Saudi Arabia is doing the exact same thing. Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. hacks their 
Nationals' uh, social media accounts, wherever they are, and then uses that information to blackmail them. Wow, really? So these are people living in Canada or in America who have their social media accounts hacked, and then they're blackmailed to not say anything negative about Saudi Arabia. Right. Yeah. So this is we're now we're living in that type of era where these the reach is now global, and the damage mm-hmm. is now global. But that's on that's only one aspect of this, and that's that's the key here. Is like this is only one aspect is that the authoritarian governments are able to work. The other aspect is the algorithm itself. China doesn't have to say take down the video. The algorithm is able to pick it up and go. This video needs to be shut down. In the same way that YouTube is able to not sit there manually looking for people using copyrighted music, but let the algorithm decide on its own. In other words, the algorithm is not neutral. It has built in within it uh, the capacity for damage. And that's something that we don't talk about enough. We talk about, oh yeah, China does this stuff. And that's important, right? But I'm pretty sure no one in China called up TikTok and said, hey, take down Feroza's account. Yeah, yeah. The, they, in fact, TikTok may not even made a conscious decision to do it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there's the just so algorithm many algorithm eventually picked it up, and that's the key here: is that the systems are being built, embedded within them, are the capacity for repression and control. Let me give you an example of this. It's a little bit more benign, but hits closer to home for a lot of people. People go, okay, who gives a shit, right? But so mm-hmm. there's this girl on uh, TikTok that became very famous recently. Her name is Charlie D something, DeMaio or DeMalio or something like this. And she became wildly, wildly famous. The reality is, and she became the crush of all these young boys. First of all, she's 15. Oh, That's geez. a problem in of itself, right? So this is a problem. But these guys all became obsessed with her. There was, she, she became the wallpaper of everyone. She's doing meet and greets, people greets, and people are spending thousands of dollars for to buy tickets to visit her and stuff like that, right? What people don't know about this is that the reason she became famous is one, she's already comes from a middle class wealthy family. Her father is some type of Republican candidate for office. But uh, what ended up she's the only reason she became famous is that the algorithm picked up her videos, which are just her dancing to very popular songs. The combination of her kind of innocuous content, her dancing, plus music that was already trending made the algorithm go, this is the video that we're going to put on the For You page. So people were logging on and seeing her show up like 30 times on their For You page without even knowing why. What that ends up doing is that makes her seem popular. Uh. And once someone is seen popular, people immediately go, oh, there must be something there. Celebrity is attractive. She's actually a very ordinary girl. I mean, I don't want to dismiss her or anything. She's a very ordinary girl. There's nothing like you know, remarkable or talented about her. She's just, Margot she's just dancing, right? But that's it. But these guys went wild. What they didn't know is that what was basically happening is that the algorithm was hacking and emotionally manipulating them. It decided, based off of just a series of numbers of factors, that, hey, there's music. This music is trending. She might have some type of other networks there. We're going to trend this girl. She shows up 35 times in one day. On the For You page. And the way it works is people are scrolling the For You page. So you're viewing her 35 times, 35 times, 35 times, 35 times, right? Why do we think celebrities are attractive, right? Most celebrities, you see them, they're not actually that attractive. Let's be real, right? Let's, like, objectively speaking, they're not. Yeah. But their fame makes them so. 
word, right? And the same thing, mm-hmm. it's popularity. The popularity of this girl made her seen, and now suddenly she became the crazy girl. So you go, okay, who cares? Who cares if she became famous? Well, we care because not only is there now this parasocial relationship that's fundamentally parasitic, right? That is uh, uh, exploitative emotionally, but it's also financially exploitative. What is she leveraging the fame for? For money, meet and greets. People are buying tickets. Yeah. Literally financial exploitation. Why? Because someone at at TikTok made a decision to make her famous? No. There wasn't a managing company that manipulated people like they did in the boy band era. Yeah, yeah. The boy Mm. band era, the Simon Cowells of the world were able to manufacture fame and whatnot and exploit teen girls. You don't need Simon Cowell anymore. The algorithm will do it for you. And that's what we haven't contended with yet, is that the system itself, you don't need Skynet. Skynet's already fucking here, and it's manipulating you emotionally, censoring you in order to protect its investments, and it's exploiting you financially without you even fucking acknowledging it. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's, I mean, it's. You know, you don't you don't think about that stuff, though. You know, like it's just it's just kind of it's so normalized now. And like you don't I think it's that thing, too, where you don't expect something that seems that's like a machine that's so kind of cold and, you know, not to to have such a, a an agenda behind it. But it's like ultimately it's people who control what the machine does. Right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. We treat uh, algorithms as unique, as like objective or factual or truth or having no bias or agenda or, or, or incentive. But the reality is that that stuff does get built into it because if people build algorithms and so they encode within it their own prejudices, biases, incentives and whatnot. And again, this is just, this is, we have not contended with this aspect of social media. 99% of people on TikTok are just looking to get TikTok famous. They're just looking for clout, They're making stupid videos in their, in their bedroom. And there's no, no dismissing that. We did all sorts of stupid stupid shit as our generation yeah, yeah. we planked yeah, yeah. right <laughs> it's, it's like this is not a, a, do- a knock on on generation z this is the, they're they're gonna do whatever the the zeitgeist the cultural milieu is right we did it generations before just fucking generations before us had pet rocks and way before that fucking had beetle craze right like it's always gonna exist but they're unaware of the forces that are shaping their very lives in ways that they they, do, they just don't understand how damaging it can be. That we, and we don't understand it because it's not a TikTok thing. It's a Twitter thing. It's a Facebook thing. It's a it's a Instagram thing. It's a Snapchat thing. That all these systems that we have just kind of readily accepted into our lives are being a one to ex, ex, used to extend soft power. In the case of China, its economic and social power is now so vast that a woman sitting in the Bay Area can have herself censored because she dared to talk about Uyghur Muslims. That's the extension of soft power. That's an empire flexing its muscles. Right. True. Two, the ingrainment of this technology has allowed ourselves to be completely and totally vulnerable to algorithmic decisions. And once again, Ali has ruined everything for the children. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How do we counteract it? Look, I don't know if there's a way to counteract it, but there are are ways. One, break up big tech. Okay. Fucking break that shit up yesterday and tomorrow. Two... Guard if like as a personal level, guard your fucking privacy jealously. 
Ah. Guard that shit as much as you can. I mean, we we eroded the public and the private sphere. So, okay, in the in the past, if you organized something, you did it in the public, right? Mm-hmm. You went to the public square. You went to you went somewhere out there to protest or whatnot. But we've ceded all that to corporations. There are no public spaces now. Think of Irvine, right? You guys, you guys live in Irvine. Where is the public space? Where is the place to get the largest place to gather in Irvine? Is where the Spectrum. Yeah. Right? It's the heart of commerce. It's the heart of. But the spectrum is what? Privately fucking owned. Yes, by the Irvine Company. Irvine Company. So you've already ceded the public space to corporations. But then you fucking invited them into your bedroom. Your Alexas are literally narking on you. Your cell phones are gathering data on you. You're filming yourselves in your bedrooms and your houses, and you're you're telling all this shit willingly. I mean, everyone everyone talks about the Panopticon from Foucault, right? The prison in which there's only one guard, and that one, the all-seeing eye of the guard, shapes everyone's behavior, right? Big brother, big brother, big brother. I've mentioned this before. It's not big brother. It's fucking creepy cousin that you've been confessing to in the in the basement, and he's been putting all your confessions online. So the other day there was a trend on Twitter that's like, tell us your height, tell us your weight, tell us your favorite. I'm like, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You can pry this shit. And everyone was doing it very w- willingly. Like they're willingly giving, I'm six feet tall. I'm this much and I love this food and I love this. And I'm, and I'm like, I literally said you could cry, you could pry this information out of my cold dead hands. Guard your private information jealously. That's the big – refuse to tell big corporations anything about yourself. Yes. Lying your fucking ass off about anything related to do, – what do you think about this product? Lie. Deny. <laughs> Don't put your children online. Like this, These are things like – this is stuff we got to take seriously, man. That's true. Because it's not – we're worried about Skynet and like fucking Terminator. Yeah. It's not Terminator. Yeah. I mean you should be right. zigging – you should be zigging and zagging from this stuff. You know, do do what that – the Stark kid didn't do when he got killed by what's-his-face. I got hit in the arrow in the back with by Ramsey. Right yeah, R- yeah. Rickon? Homeboy just no, ran in one straight line. We shouldn't be doing. Why, that when you said Stark, I thought Tony Stark. I went, "What Tony Stark yeah. kid?" Yeah, <laughs> my, my, yeah. I don't remember. What did Morgan do? Yeah. Oh, Morgan, you mean Rickon Stark? Yes, yes. He should have. He should have been zigzagging, you know, and he should have been shucking and jiving sure. or whatever, right? But he didn't. Zigzag, protect your information. Don't put your stuff off, uh, uh, online. Don't admit to any of that yeah. stuff, and then. Fight tooth and nail to break up. See, that's why in the name of of personal privacy and of also of social justice, I give everything three stars, no matter how good it was. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know if V actually liked this restaurant or hated this restaurant because he's been giving three stars to everything. You know what the fucked up thing is? Someone was telling me about the algorithms that even if you don't participate, that also tells the algorithm something. Oh yeah, that you don't like oh, yeah. participating in that stuff. That's it's like you can't escape the collection of data. That's right. It's like, so, it's like if you don't participate in a trend, like you don't. Someone did the ice bucket challenge. Like fuck, I'm not doing the ice bucket challenge. It literally goes. Will not do trends like that. Like that even that is data. You'll never know if I really did enjoy the Denny's off of the five and El Toro Parkway. You mother. What the best yeah. part is that you you're just giving you're giving three stars, not even like restaurants. You're literally creating Yelp accounts for like fire hydrants and shit. <laughs> three stars wouldn't recommend. <laughs> just, just, he single handedly destroys the algorithm because it he overloads it with information like 
we have so much information about like road signs and fire hydrants and random trees because V's been fucking with Google's algorithm. I'm a regular hacktivist, you know. Like you're an un, you're an unsung hero, V. Right. Unsung. Well, listen, hero. we. I think you know, being that I don't, I I don't need the accolades to know that I'm a good person, right? You know, it's it's one of my best qualities is that I'm humble, and uh, you know, but I what I want to yeah, do yeah. is I want to uh bring some attention to we haven't had a patronus in a while and uh yeah. i have to you know I, I have to tell you though this one's a little this one's a little bit more serious so i want to uh give a trigger warning to anyone uh you know because this 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 it, it, it's a little dark um but i think it's important because I, I i i heard about another podcast i read about it the other day uh this lady named uh jenny haynes i think she's australian and oh, yeah, yeah. um what's crazy is that so she suffered um, just an ungodly amount of sexual abuse by her father uh, from when she was four to 11 um, to the point where it's all like they had to uh, on trial uh, to make sure that so, so no one else could hear it um, because it was such a uh, it was so graphic and horrible that uh, the judge basically like it, it was just her and the judge um, that talked about some of the abuse that she had suffered and you know this is her long-term effects like there's things like uh, she has health problems now that were a result of of those things now what uh what makes her so powerful is that and it's also landmark is that she had created 2500 separate personalities you know she had a dissociative identity disorder and you know i don't even know if you can call it a disorder right but these 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 personalities kind of came out as as protectors and after a lifetime of protecting her and actually seeking justice she finally got it right like she uh she was able to uh, i think she she had learned more about the law than anyone else could she she has an eidetic uh memory and as a result of that she was able to actually um get her you know her the the abuse her abusive father um convicted of you know, for like 45 years in prison where he's going to die. And oh, wow. yeah, you know, and for God, you know, I hope someone puts a bar of soap in a sock and beats the shit out of him with it every single day. But, you know, like she it's what's it's just interesting because this I think this is one of the few times that actual personalities uh, were actually on the stands and were able to testify against, you know, or to talk about the oh, abuse. Wow. And it's like the kind of bravery that kind of came out of that. It's just absolutely amazing because I don't know if I would have the strength to be able to do something yeah. that, you know, just do something that brave. Yeah. Let's not call her a Patronus, yeah. um, but let's let's uh, definitely a heroic story without. Yeah. Doubt. You know, I, I, I don't know what other term would be used for it, but th- I, I thought it was important because yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just call it. We'll just say it's heroic. Yeah, because Patronus is an animal. Uh, She's our hero yeah, of the hero week. Hero of the week, we'll say. Hero of the week. All right. That's a. Im- immensely impressive. Twenty five hundred personalities. Twenty five hundred. Yeah, I've never. It's crazy. Yeah. People don't even like the one that personality that I have. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can attest yeah. to this. This is. Yeah, that's that's that's. Now we all feel slightly like, man, what have I accomplished? Right. Oh, you shut up! Being you shut up, like, Ali. Like, You've been banned in Saudi Arabia. Twenty five, twenty five person, twenty five hundred personalities, and then of course taking the stand. That's intense. Uh, let's end it here. Uh, it's been an interesting podcast. Kind of a, I don't know if there's a theme. Exploitation is the theme, yes. maybe. So we talked a little bit about child labor growing up. I mean, we shouldn't call it child labor, right? Like it's nowhere near 
child yeah, labor yeah. or or yeah. sweatshop work or whatnot. But we'll talk about like the kind of fucked up ways in which schools kind of raise funding. Then we talked about the fucked up ways in which big tech, which we've just kind of taken for granted, are curtailing speech and expression, powering the soft power of, of authoritarians while building massive algorithms of surveillance. So it's been an interesting podcast without a doubt. Let us know what you thought. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are about um, uh, the algorithms at work here, about TikTok, about do you have experiences growing up and selling things when you're in school? Uh, you can get a hold of us and Diz will let you know how you can do so. Yes, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, uh, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy, Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. It's under currently nerdy on there. Hopefully you're already subscribed. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome to the world of currently nerdy. If this is your 333rd time listening to us, thank you for being a listener for that long. We're really sorry you've been with us for this long, but spread your misery. Make your friends subscribe to currently nerdy. Share currently nerdy to your friends because you're not a true friend unless you expose them to currently nerdy if you want to get a hold of us individually you can v how can they get a hold of you find me on twitter and instagram at vtran214 that's v-y-t-r-a-n-214 on my website thesandwichslayer.com ali you can catch me on instagram and twitter at a-a-o-l-o-m-i uh, or on our sister podcast head on history or my website aliolomi.com diz you could find me uh, everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on Currently Nerdy Sports. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. So go out there, check it out. It's coming up to the fantasy playoffs. So listen to us, get some advice, or don't listen to us and lose, assholes. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. Free Hong Kong.